Hello, just a quick bit before this week's episode to let you know that we have a Patreon you can subscribe to if you like what we're doing here and you want more of it. You probably already knew that. We don't stop going on about it. What you didn't know is that you can currently get a little free trial so you know exactly what you'd get as part of your subscription. You can head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes to get your first seven days free. All you need to do is pick which tier you'd like a free trial of. The Biggest Mates tier is the one that has all the extras in it. And then for seven days, you are free to listen to any episode we've released in the last six months. You can cancel any time or just leave the subscription rolling if you like what you find. It's charged monthly. And during any month, as part of that Biggest Mates tier, you'll get ad-free episodes of this show every Monday. You'll get a brand new episode of our new Manic Street Preacher show every month. Two episodes every month of The Ultimate Playlist, our themed playlist show, where we talk about all kinds of different music, different artists, different genres, different eras, and one or two bonus episodes every month, depending on the length of the month. That's two episodes every week. There's also other tiers to trial. One that is just the Manic Show and ad-free What Is Music episodes, and another that is just ad-free What Is Music episodes. But hey, if the first seven days are free, why not try a bit of everything? Plus, all tiers include access to the exclusive subscriber-only Discord where we discuss the shows, the bands we've covered, various music topics, and loads of other stuff, including some games that the friendly community have devised themselves. So head on over to our Patreon page now to claim your free seven-day trial. Go to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in our show notes. See you there. Someone asked me this uh, over the weekend. Uh, maybe you've already heard it, maybe you haven't. Um, which member of the fellowship you only pick one are you you know having around your house for dinner and then maybe a few beers and maybe go to the pub at the end of the night Gimli I mean like a Gimli's big shout <laughs> yeah Gimli to be fair would be fun he'd be, he'd be, be fun. fun he'd be well up for it wouldn't he I'd be yeah. worried the state my house would red be meat on the bone <laughs> like imagine the mess he would make though yeah you're right it would all be mainly caught in his beard though I do think Gandalf Gandalf was my immediate answer and that would yeah. just be such a rad night, wouldn't it? The stories he could tell would be insane. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Aragorn so that I can No, too l- intense. A- admire him. No, a night out with Aragorn is way too much. Very intense man, but I can just admire him. Yeah, sure. Uh I think we can Okay, who's who's immediately off it? Like Legolas doesn't factor in. There's no I chance. think Aragorn's immediately out. I think Aragorn's immediately out is way too intense. I I'm writing off I think I'm writing off Boromir because No, right. No, 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 no. no, no intense no, 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 no. again, intense. No, but right, he's intense on the journey, isn't he? But I reckon when he's at home, he can do a few pints, you know. Well, he comes home from whatever mission he's on on the extended edition and is like, "Hey!" and he's all kind of having a patting each other on the back and having fun and everything yeah exactly of the hobbits uh no hobbits hobbits are out no hobbits are see no no They'll see uh, hiring around trying to find their own food you won't have enough you won't have enough for them you won't have enough well, i'm not providing the food if we're at a pub they can buy all the I food they coming, want they're gonna food all the they're way. coming to yours for dinner uh well yes see that's the, well here's the thing frodo and sam are the two that i actually think are out because they're just i think they'd be boring especially frodo he'd be boring the other two Merry and Pippin, I think they'd be a good laugh, but they would be the ones most up for eating all my food. Yeah. And so chaotic as well. They'd set off all your fireworks. 
No, not my fireworks. They'd get straight into your fireworks. I think think Gimli is a really solid shout, and I think Gandalf is a a really good shout. I think Boromir's up there, to be honest with you. Seems like he'd be a good laugh. No, he seems just... I think as soon as you get him onto the topic of, like, immigration, I have a feeling he'd, like... Oh really? Do you know what I mean? Some hard stuff. He's taken on like the, there's a few toxic traits he's in. Inher- he's like inherited from his dad. Hundred percent. And he kind of 100%. never really sort of worked through them. Whereas yeah. Faramir is like textbook second child. He's a bit more of his own thinker. He's a bit more of his own guy, and he's not really taken on those traits. Yeah, I would like to go to a Hobbit's house though. Yes, because great host. Oh, I'd be fed. You so You can well. turn up unannounced with thirteen of your mates, and. Short mates, I'm doing the Hobbit. Have you seen what I've done? Little mates, and he'll happily just put on the. <laughs> he'll happily, they happily just feed you out of his pantry. That was what? Oh, pantry. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, that makes sense. Anyway, right. So that's that settled then. Hello, welcome to what is music? A music podcast about music. We're a podcast that focuses on discographies in their entirety, and we're doing deep dives on one artist at a time. You join us for the end of season five, which is called "Do You Miss Lauren Hill?" A critical analysis of the history, cultural impact, and music of Lauren Hill. We're going through her entire career, album by album, track by track, asking questions like, does context matter when you're listening to music? Does knowing the history of an artist affect your appreciation of their output in this season? We have also been asking, do you muzz Lauren Hill? To be clear, we're asking, do you muzz Lauren Hill in regards to whether or not Lauren Hill has ever muzzed? Not do you muzz Lauren Hill in regards to whether or not you or I muzz Lauren Hill, who you may or may not currently be muzzing. Uh, I'm Adam Scott Glassbrook. <coughs> I love the artistry, the emotion, and also the context that surrounds music with me. As always... Is someone who has famously said multiple times they don't care about anything in this on this planet and <laughs> hates everybody. It's Lucas Way. Oh, mate, I just want to live just in just a vacuum, a hobbit hole. In the middle of that, uh, we have someone who can, you know, he's just in the middle, isn't he? It's Steve Murphy. Piggy in the middle. Is that what you'd like to be known as from now on? Yes, please. Piggy. First name Piggy, second name in the middle. Okay, do you have a middle name? James. <laughs> Biggie James in the middle. Lovely. <laughs> if Steve did have a middle name, which he doesn't, it would be James. Yeah, that's, that's accurate, actually. I, I, I think I always kind of get assumed Steve's middle name Yeah, me James. too. Well, James is the male version of like Louise as a middle name, isn't it? Very, very normal. Yeah. Everyone. And you're nothing if not very normal. Yeah, such a normal beige. man. Mr. Beige. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. How are you? Etc. I don't care. We've got oh. a lot of stuff to get through. We've been no, going through the, the discography no, of Lauren Luke, Hill. One Lucas, album. Shut up. Lucas, how are you? All artists only have one album. Oh, yeah. No, that's not the thing. <laughs> yeah, it is, yeah. They all, all have, artists one, have album. one album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What about Origin of Symmetry? No. Snow one Patrol. album. One Snow album. Patrol. Have they got one album? Yeah. yeah one straw, album. That's it. First one. Yeah. yeah. First one. <laughs> first one. Doesn't yeah. make sense because it's first. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Christ. Anyway, we've been going through the discography of Lauren Hill, and you join us for the very last episode of the season in which we will kind of, we're going to sum up uh, our thoughts on her music, her career, how we feel about it all. We're going to discuss what impact we think she's had on the music industry and beyond the music industry as well. And we're going to rank her albums. Uh, we're going to share our favourite songs with one another. Um, we did this fairly recently for Radiohead. Yeah, it's weird, uh, isn't it? about two we weeks opened, ago. Yeah, <laughs> which we opened with discussion on the length and breadth of the season. When mm. I asked the question, "Long season, huh, guys?" So Lucas and Steve, this time around, short season, wasn't it? Yep, we're already at the end. We're we're going to go into season six soon. We're going into mm-hmm. season six after this recording. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And season uh, five hasn't even started yet. Hey, what a nice little mm, palate cleanser. 
Yeah, man, nine weeks. So I think I think that's our shortest season so far. That that feels like I'm uh, damning it with faint fake fake praise, faint praise. Either one's fine. It makes it sound like it was a throwaway season. I've really enjoyed this season. It's been nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just been the shortest, but but also that's because it's the one with the least releases. Yeah. Uh, so we haven't had loads of time, I think. Or we haven't had a similar amount of time to the other people we've covered to really get to grips with the artists themselves. You know, I feel like Billy was a similar length. I think it was only about two weeks longer. But I feel like I had a much better grasp on Billy same, by the end same. of that than I do All on Lauren Hill. Right? Now, it might have helped that we did watch a, a documentary about her life. That's true. She also had two albums and an EP. And really, that EP is kind of album length. Yeah, it's a good yeah. length, but it is album length, guys. We've said it and we must say it again. It's an album length EP. It's extended play. Exactly, yep. exactly. Yep. Extended play sounds longer than long play. does, doesn't it? Because it it's extended. extended, yeah. It's extended. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Imagine yeah. long, but more. Well, the Lord of the Rings movies are long. Mm-hmm. They're long movies, and yet there are also extended editions, and they are longer. Are the cinematic ones particularly long? Yeah, they're yeah, all over they? three hours, aren't they? I don't know. I've never watched the cinematic ones. You didn't go see them in the cinema? Nope. What? Really? No. Wow. What a bad idiot. I was too busy out, you know, just with chicks and stuff, you know? Yeah. You were just... 11 years old. Yeah, you were chicks. Just out, just out with some sexy babes. Chicks. Kind of By thing. the time the second one came out, I was out with babes. By the time oh, okay. the third one came out, I was with Mamacitas. Okay. <laughs> sure. Who's yeah. she? Yeah. Yes. Okay, yeah, okay great. Uh, by comparison, Lauren is one studio album that makes up her entire solo career. Um, yeah. The other thing we, we the other things that we've covered have been curiously placed in terms of what they actually are. Mm. Right. Yeah. It. That's why it's been such an interesting season in a way because the first thing we covered was extensive, but we did in a, in, in a short amount of time. But that's not her solo career. So we sort of started with a spin-off. So Fuji's, yeah, not solely her vision, is it? Yeah, exactly. Like It's like starting the Mannix with uh, Nicky Wire's solo album. Didn't have one. That is solely his vision, though, isn't it? That's the thing. Mm, oh, yeah. See, yeah. And then, and then we obviously get Miseducation. And then her second album is sort of not really a second album. It's kind of a second album. So it's been a it's been a strange one. It's not been a linear um kind of path we've normally taken. Well, it has been linear time wise. It has been linear. I would yeah, mm. I would argue that it has definitely we've done it in order, yes. basically is what we're yeah, saying. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. It's been chronological yeah. for sure. Mm. That's um, not true. Oh. oh. We went we did the music videos and some of those music videos are set before the album we just covered the week before. Yeah. yeah. So that's not linear, is it? Right, but the album, we the story was in order. And, we were linear, and then yeah. we got to the music videos, and then we went mm. back again, right to the start, and then we That's were linear always, again, that is but what very we've fast. Done, right? Yeah, no, so we've never done a linear season. Never done one, actually. That's oh, a good point. God. There you go. Uh, tell you what, actually, before we get into the real like <laughs> the weeds, you know, the yeah, nitty yeah. gritty of like her yeah. career and what's linear and what not, uh, you know, this uh, it, it, it represented a little change for us in that we were all learning about the subject matter kind of as it went. Uh, and it was a genre that we haven't really uh, dave into. Is that the oh, I actually don't know what dive? it is. It, I think it's, it's just dave, dove. It? I think it's dave. No, you don't know. It's dived. 
Is it dived? Is it? You, that doesn't we work. haven't really dived into. Absolutely. We ha- no, but that's haven't. That's present tense. What if it's past tense? We I had really dived. We into didn't it, really yeah. dive into it. That's good. Well, I'm glad mm. we've got this sorted. Yeah, we haven't really dove into, into it before. Dived Di- into it. No, don't like it. Don't like dove. it. But anyway, how did you approach the uh, the Lauren Hill season? Because it must have differed from previous seasons. Well, yeah, that's the thing. Like we started off, you knew a, probably more than us in general. But you were learning on the fly pretty much as you went. You didn't have six books that you'd already read. So that was different to start off with. So if did I approach it differently? I guess so, because, it, well, the season in general has been very different because of the, like, genre-wise, hasn't it? We've always had guitars to, uh, oh, the riff's good. Whereas we really had to kind of rely on lyrics this time. Um, because we can't be like, well, I like that drum fill because it could be like sample. or I don't know. Do you know what I mean? It Like um, where we're doing hip hop or soul or R&B, it's so vastly different. We had to kind of had to, well, I certainly had to approach uh, going to an album and making notes on an album differently. I would say I came into the season looking at it much more as an academic exercise. Right. Okay. Because it's not something you would ever kind of choose to stick on and explore yourself, right? It's not something I choose to stick on. It's not someone I had any knowledge of. Uh, and so I was looking at it much more as a very objective, you know, listener or a very objective reviewer. Like who are to the watcher? Sure. <laughs> He's not very objective, though, is he? He is. If you, if he can't interfere, can he? No, he does. He gets involved. Does he actually? Spoilers. Yeah. Have you not Spoilers seen mate. What If? No. What If I right. haven't. What If he um, got involved? That's that episode. Yeah. What If the Watcher got involved? And the answer is plot would happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I kind of, I, I came into it very, it was, it, this, this season felt very different to all the other ones, including Billy. Because I don't know, I still felt some kind of something in the Billy season about, it was Phineas, was coming it? into it. Yes, it was my. It was the fact that my husband pure lust was in the season. towards your yeah. now wife Phineas. Um, he's not my wife. He's my husband. Uh, and so my husband. Good. And so yeah, I, I, it was a very. It was much more like this is an academic exercise. I'm here to to have a take on this, and that's kind of what I came into it to do. If you know what I mean. That's interesting. Um, I kind of knew I wouldn't personally attach. And it, has that been the case? You have not personally attached? 100%. Like the face huggers in Alien. That's how you attach exactly. to things, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, That's how you've attached yourself to me. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Naked, obviously. Yeah, mm-hmm. and wrapped around my uh, <laughs> face with things in my mouth. Um, yeah. it, it's, it's been quite exciting for me uh, this season, I mean, not the face hugging thing. It's been quite well, exciting for me to, to be learning as, as we go. I felt so much less uh, of a pressure to be like definitive or adequately explain the ins and outs of like why i personally felt something was valuable do you know what i mean yeah like it it wasn't a thing where i was like oh i've loved this artist for x amount of years and i need to explain why because i was learning it all at the same time it was very much just a kind of like from the beginning kind of like lucas because i approached it in the same way it was just like i know about this album i know about this person generally this sounds interesting let's see if it is kind of like 
feeling that on the podcast. And going, I don't know. Is is this interesting? Is this something? Here is something. And uh, it was. I th- I think it was very interesting. I I, I was interested by it. <laughs> is that yeah? Is that fake I think that's good. Well? Yeah. That- <laughs> I mean, there's going to be something. You'd imagine there'd be something interesting behind one of the best-selling albums of all time, and doing things yep. either end of that bookending that with context is was going to be here's something wasn't it but but then you must have come in like i think like like you said i think i'm right in saying that this is maybe the least you knew about any of the artists that we've covered so far probably i think you would have had a vague awareness of billy over and above lauren hill my awareness if you remember though my awareness of billy was she's young green hair she got she had green hair yes she got very successful through like interweb it was like mm-hmm. one of those you know like breakout stars yeah and wore baggy clothes but that's what you knew from me saying the name billy eilish i think if i just said the name Bill, uh, lauren hill to you you'd have gone i don't know who that is i had no idea yeah. who lauren hill was and when you said we're gonna do a season on lauren hill i went where's that what's that <laughs> okay, right. and then even when <laughs> we then and, and then when we discovered the songs well we discovered when we then started listening to songs it turns no no out lucas knew. please let's give ourselves our flowers we did discover these songs when we discovered them with our pickaxes and we discovered yes. those songs <laughs> uh when there was like five or six that i actually kind of knew i was still like none of those did i know that i knew being lauren hill obviously none of like when i was like oh i know this song i was never like oh i knew i've i was never like oh yeah this song that's by lauren hill obviously i know who lauren hill is and even when we did then get the song i didn't even realize they were by the same artist so you didn't know know that you knew that but once you knew that you knew that you knew knew it yes i'm bored. and now you know know. that i didn't know know that i knew that yeah i know but yeah. You you found out that you you discovered that you knew that you knew it quite early on, which meant it was no, but early I knew enough. That I didn't know it. Well, yeah, but it was it was early enough that you could have formed some expectations. As soon as you knew that you knew, uh, "Killing Me Softly" and "Ready or Not" and "Do Wop" and you know these songs that you'd heard in the ether, probably in the back of your parents' cars when you were seven years old or whatever, you must have been able to form some kind of expectations just from that, just from that initial thing. What were they? Did she live up to them in any kind of way or did she kind of like subvert them? I, yeah, I just sort of expected uh, a lot softer, more soulful stuff. I mean, that is kind of what we got as well. But then we then we were like, right, we'll start with with Fuji's. I'm like, this is, especially Blunted on Reality, the first the first album, I was like, this is just not what I expected whatsoever. Um, mm. So in terms of like expectation, but then like, I think she massively like kind of grew in me over the what the last couple of months uh just in terms of just how impressive like so in terms of like what i expected is very different to what we got but it's kind of uh surpassed my expectation if that makes sense because it's just kind of very talented great music writing you know blending all sorts of genres to be uh the opposite end of the spectrum unfortunately uh I think I was disappointed on the whole. Not to get too much into final thoughts. I think, uh, well, actually, in terms of expectations, first of all, uh, I think, again, in the opposite, Steve said he expected more uh, Ready or Not, or, you know, the sort of poppy songs, the more poppy Mm. songs we've heard. I was the opposite. I think I figured they'd be the exception and she was mostly a rapper. And I don't know where I got that idea from, but... 
I think I had it that like, oh, she's she's like a rapper. And then she has these few songs that broke through. I don't know where I got that idea from, though, considering I knew nothing about her. So I mm. must have inferred something from what Adam said and, and, and picked that up based on something. Yes, it's, it's, it's something that I said in the first episode. What did you say? Because I, I remember you reacting to it and being like, oh, I didn't know she was a rapper. Right. There you go. And I obviously just put a lot on that uh, instead mm. of the fact that she'd do both, basically. In terms of, like, expectation, I think the miseducation I might have been a, a little bit overhyped for me. I think I was expecting a life-changing album, and I got mm. a, an album that's that's all right sort of thing. Now, granted, th- that does also come down to the fact that it's not the genre of my sort of choice, right? It's not what I would normally go, go to. So I'm not the target audience for that. So I came into it being like, yeah, and I'm not, I'm not slagging her off. I'm not saying bad or didn't enjoy or anything, but I'm, I'm not like with Billy, right? I, I was like, I don't know what to expect. And I'm interested to find out. And I was like, Oh shit. Love loads of that. And I've not come away in the same way this season. That's interesting because the miseducation of Lauren Hill has a higher score than either of your Billy scores. But this is why I think we will uh, need to reassess those Billy scores because I right, think okay, I've gotten okay. better at I think I've gotten better at that whole I've gotten better at that whole academic. Enjoying things. Yes, I've gotten better no, but also respecting things <laughs> is the big difference, right? I think I yeah, like I yeah. said, but I also came into this season very from the perspective of academic, you know interpretation not not about my enjoyment whereas i think the billy i was still more looking at it from that side of like how much do i enjoy this i just come off a muse season where it's all about like how much do i enjoy this band not how much they actually good because there's a lot you could could criticize muse for (laughs) so i think that was yeah i yeah if i okay well i don't want to go too much into final thoughts so i'm not going to sort of uh spunk my this is the episode that is oh, called Christ. final thoughts yeah yeah we are okay, okay. Well, i guess thoughts. i just don't want to save it for like final, final thoughts right at the end final but, fi- i mean f- the final final thoughts but ultimately oh, the fi- like the I boss think... level of final thoughts <laughs> the, the, yeah uh when the boss comes back when the boss comes back yeah. later yeah, more yeah. power you know you think bigger. They're dead, but, they're, but they're not and they're big he's red now i finished the, actually, i should want to spoil it um the uh, this is the first season where I actually, at the moment, and that might change, but at the moment, I have zero inclination to go back and listen to any of it. I don't mean anything by this, and there's no kind of, but it, is it fair to say you're just not into hip hop? There is hip hop I'm into, though. Yeah, no, that's fair. It's not um, necessarily. Because, like, even Billy had the kind of grunge factor to some of it and, the, and I mean, that kind of stuff. And very little. No. We're talking about a couple of tracks here, really, aren't we? We're talking about the Billy Grunge thing. I think she's got it kind of spread. I know what you mean. Um, but she's mostly just whispering and just whispering her little songs. But she's more little, rock little than whisper. this is. And then we've had other rock seasons. So I'm just like, this is this is a very different genre that we've, we've come across, right? I don't know that I would agree with the statement that uh, Billy is more rock than Lauren Hill. I think Lauren Hill is more rock than no. Billy. If you just look in terms of like the instrumentation that she uses, the song structures, it's guitar on most tracks, you know. To be fair, yeah, more live instruments than Billy, right? Are you just thinking of yeah. the song "Happier Than Ever"? Um, yes. There you go. That's what you're doing. It's because <laughs> the most recent song. It's because it's at the end of the album, and so it's mm. the most recent, and so that's what you're thinking of. That's Steve. not the most recent. She released one for Bobby. For Barbie. How I, no, Bobby. S- so 
so sick of hearing that song on TikTok everywhere. I don't know about you guys, but fed up of it already. I think it's great. I, I think it is good. We'll get to it uh, at some point on on an episode, I imagine. Um, it's interesting to me that the uh, the limited knowledge you guys had before probably somewhat limited your expectations of it. And so not just your expectations, but I suppose your overall feelings on Lauren Hill are now solely dictated by the deep dive that we've done. Um, yes. That you, you, you had no real knowledge to add or to counteract anything that we've talked about. The story as we've laid out is your kind of sole source, right? Yeah. Because uh, al- although we said like, hey, everyone can research now and we're all bringing something in, that maybe kind of actually just kind of didn't happen as as much as we might have initially thought. Um, yeah. And so this podcast kind of is your only real barometer for Lauren Hill, right? I might have just told you a load of old bollocks. No, you're right. Yeah, 100%. Like, even with, with Billy, like, my girlfriend was super... My fiancé was super into them, into her. Um, so I knew a lot about Billy before we went into it. We s- started this not knowing what artists we were going to do. So we, we've basically been along for the ride as, as well as everyone else in terms of, like, like we, me and Lucas, well, and sort of Adam, I suppose you knew... For a while, you're going to do. We were going to do Lauren Hill, but probably didn't start researching until we started more or less. Um, so we've kind of had the same amount of time with her as the listeners have. Whereas before, we'd be like, "We're doing Billy next," and there's there's a part of you that's kind of listening out for stuff, I guess. And there's more personal context. I think that's it. There's been personal context with every season for me, except for Lauren Hill. Mm. Yeah, that is a fair point. I, I mean, I didn't have personal context with Billy, I guess. So, uh, so that I guess doesn't apply to me. Whereas, yes, this season I had no personal context apart from I heard a few of those songs. Yeah. in the nineties. Yeah, uh, I guess the other thing about like my, my 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 thoughts on Lauren Hill is yeah, like all I've really got to go on is the things you chose to tell us in the limited time you had, and so there is also a little bit of when we're talking about feelings about Lauren Hill. There is a little sense of like disappointment in Her? the fact that it, the fact that it didn't really, not in Adam, in the fact that it didn't really go. Didn't you say Adam? I said her. No. Oh yeah, like in the fact that it hmm. didn't really go anywhere. Like she, she had this enormous album, and then, and I use this word very not. I just I can't think of a better word, but kind of squandered it. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I know some of that is a choice, but also some of it was a choice to kind of get sucked into a bit of a cult in a little bit, you know? That's that's a really interesting one, is that, I, you know, similar amounts of time with Billy, yes, more material. I think that Lauren is inherently a more interesting story than Billy's, not that we have to compare them. But Lauren Hill, I personally love her. I think she's great. Slightly less likeable than Billie Eilish. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's that. She's made some weird decisions, right? Yeah, yeah, I guess that, and especially when that's how it ended as far as our sort of deep dive is concerned, because after that, all we covered was some music videos. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's been um, a kind of, most seasons have been, they're still about, and they're kind of well-regarded. And, and that's kind of like, Billy's still going up. You know, Radiohead maybe at the end of their career, but like big high towards the end. Manics are still kind of just plodding along. Yeah, are still as big as ever, kind of thing. No, they're not. Um, Well, (laughs) still still not sold out the O2. (laughs) Neither have I. So, 
Yeah, good it's point, true. actually. Good Neil point. has Steve. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, so should so we an support them at that gig when we go to see them? That should we see if we can get on as a little support actor? Well, I might know. clap. Oh, I see what you mean. Okay. I'm going to support the band. I'm paid, <laughs> it's not, paid it's not a, I reckon, it's not a foregone conclusion I reckon that you will, will clap. clap. Yeah, no, I reckon you'll definitely... You'll clap during Starlight is what you'll do. He it's won't. It's, it's not a foregone conclusion that he will clap. He might just stare at the stage every, every time a song finishes. Yeah. Until something genuinely I asked, affects Because I asked their him. PR company, can I support Muse? And they were like, who are you? No. So I don't support them. I literally just have my hands by my side. <laughs> you're going to turn your back to them when they're on stage. Yeah. <laughs> um, I I do I do think that it's uh, an inherently frustrating story because I do think that the Miseducation of Lauren Hill is is an exceptional album, and then it's easy to think like, oh, she's kind of squandered it. But then I think if you look at the wider sort of cultural impact of it you can see all the tendrils of what Lauren Hill was doing in loads of other people's uh, artistry, you know? Yeah. And there's no denying that. That's the bit where there's, that's more the academic sort of the respect bit is you, is that she's clearly a very influential artist, but as her output, what she did with her career, very minimal and could have gone on to do a lot more. I mean, I'm not saying she had to keep doing music and that's, yeah. that's not obligated to, she's, she's perfectly entitled to do whatever the hell she wants, but it's very kind it's, of you. But it's this weird sort of like, but she also didn't stop. She just kind of like did these kind of weird sort of drips and drabs for years yeah. and, and these false starts and all these things that never really came of anything. And now she's just kind of like a legacy artist that would occasionally do some random festival, you know? It's more, mm. it's, it's less like she stopped and more like she can't get started again. Yeah. Yeah. She like this, this whole thing, you know, we, um, we talked about a song that we hadn't heard before in the music episode, the music video episode, um, Consumerism, which instantly made yeah. my top 10, by the way. Uh, I just thought I'd sneak I thought that about it. Spoilers. Um, but, you know, it, 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 on, on the video we watched, it made reference to like, oh, it's part of this project, upcoming project, you know, Letters from Exile. And you guys asked, like, oh, did anything ever happen with that? No? Yeah. She just releases bits and pieces, you know, and, think, and says, oh, this is going to be part of my new project. And it's just kind of not. And the yeah. songs that were on MTV Unplugged 2.0, uh, number 2.0, sorry. Um, mm. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it again. MTV Unplugged number 2.0. They were like supposed to be then worked up in the studio and have full versions, I think. And then we just sort of never saw them. She keeps starting things and then kind of not seeing them through. And she's not obligated to see them through. It's just an interesting turn for her career to take where she leaves Fuji's in like 1997, having recorded one of the best-selling albums of all time. Then she records another one of the best-selling albums of all time and then just can't get anything yeah. together. And then I was yeah. thinking, like, is is that the one thing that sort of, like, sets her apart from from what we've done before? And then I started comparing her to the, the stuff we've done before. Is she that different from other artists that we've covered previously or does it extend solely to the genre that she's operating in? Because she can't just churn out another rock album because the record company told her to. Do you think it's that? Do you, because there's of that? a bit of that, but I think there's loads of things that are actually very similar with all the artists that we've covered. Like I can see a lot of similarities in her and the Manics. I'd love to know how she's similar to Muse. 
uh, kind of general anti-authoritarian vibe, lyrics about rising up, the, you know, increasingly obsessed with the rejection of societal systems, you know, didn't pay a tax. The song Consumerism that we were just talking about has like a Muse-esque kind of spirit behind it. I mean um, that is also true of Mannix and Radiohead as well. We absolutely, a lot of bands I, you know, like I mean, a lot of music is a lot of that, music's right? political and, and stuff. But like Mannix, that that clear intent and vision and like that purpose of like, oh, I want to say this. She's similar to Billy in the way in the way that she's like firmly within the world of pop music. There's big radio hits that you've heard, even if you don't know it's Lauren Hill, which was the case yeah. that we found with Billie Eilish as well. And also in the same the same thing for Billie Eilish, which is unfortunately just sort of like a byproduct of their makeup comes up against a whole different world of challenges that don't exist in the realms of white male rock bands. Yeah. And then she also has that kind of precision and perfectionism that makes her take a hugely long time doing anything in the studio, like Radiohead. And yeah. also like Radiohead, she reaches this peak of fame very, very quickly, and then equally as quickly just completely rejects it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was wondering if it, it just extends purely to... She's a hip hop artist because the, the the other beats of her career, the the things that she's all about, her raison d'être, are stuff that we've kind of seen a bunch of times on this podcast, and also the way that it ended as well. That also, I think, does play a part into how you then form a picture of her story in your head. You know, like yeah. it's a horrible thing to say. If she died, yep, uh, after the miseducation, she would be revered. Right, she's revered now. Just to be clear, but she like, even more so. Whereas she's instead kind of allowed her image to kind of just kind of become just kind of a bit weird, you know, just kind of this kind of yeah, kind of the not the- uh, not washed up, but you know what I mean, like much more diminished, and she kind of just shows up and does the odd thing with little to little to no hype. The critical consensus around her is overwhelmingly positive. Yes. But I more yeah. mean like in the public consciousness sort of thing. Well, I don't think she's really in the public I hadn't consciousness heard of her. anymore. Yeah, I hadn't yeah. heard of her. People, are, I talk about my podcast all the time, right? You know, of course, like, you're that I'm guy. Talking, yeah, yeah. I'm always talking about my podcast at work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And people are like, oh, who are you covering? And who have you covered? Oh, we did a season on Radiohead recently. Uh, just a season on Lauren Hill. And just constantly just getting, who's that? But when you say Fuji's, do they go, oh, yeah, I like Fuji's? Uh, I think like one forty-something-year-old man did. Yeah, I like that guy. Uh, he, he seems. I cool. mean, also that is also that is you know, uh, in terms of audience, like that is a an office in the, the south of England. In the south of England, you know, like it's not a. Uh, we're not necessarily the audience for that either. Yeah, so that's true. Some people similar to myself that maybe wouldn't have have as much reason to be as familiar with her music as many many other people would be. Um. We, I guess we've kind of talked about you You guys. Uh, we kind of talked about, Lucas, you were surprised that there was less rapping than you thought there was going to be after I told you she was a rapper. Is that what we landed on? Yeah, basically. That okay. I was on the impression that, oh, so she's going to primarily be a rap artist and I'm going to find out that Rare Diana and all those sorts of songs are exceptions, that they are the exceptions. Yes. But actually, especially after Fuji's, the rap is the exception. Big time. Is is it diff- Can we say that was surprising to you? It's difficult to think of things that are surprising when you had no concept of the artist to begin with, right? Well, yeah, it's surprising. It's surprising because it's not my preconception that was wrong. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, 
I was surprised by the second half of the career, like the pretty steep drop off. I had heard the miseducation before. I hadn't heard MTV yeah. Unplugged number two before. Um and I was so I was surprised by that album actually. Um and I was surprised how kind of brutal it is, like I said, but I was surprised at how much I liked it as well. I think there's a lot to like in that. Um but I was very, very surprised that like at like how much of her legacy and her impact and her influence is centered around one solo album. Yeah. Yeah, that is bad. That is quite yeah. remarkable. That was like it? the center of the entire podcast, wasn't it? And Stuffy the Side was like Ancillary. We yes. kind of just covered lesser, didn't we? We basically covered it's basically a one album season yeah. with some with some some bits. Side bits to sort of pepper in around it, but it was very much the miseducation is I'd be interested when we get to our top 10s how much the miseducation makes up of the 30 tracks we're going to talk about. Well, maybe not. It won't be 30 tracks. I'd be very surprised if you all have completely different top 10s. <laughs> seems seven, unlikely, doesn't it? But, seems unlikely. Yeah. Um, but Interlude 3, number one. Fuck <laughs> that one. That one slays. That sick, isn't it? That's the slays. best. Interlude. I like that um, more than I like banter. The, the uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, that the album is just like, is just huge right it's, it's enormous mm-hmm. and that was the thing that was that was interesting and the most interesting and sort of surprising to me was the lyrical side the personal stuff the stuff that she brought into it from that side uh on miss education but also then on the on the second one because mm. literally speaking about it yeah. literally talking about it all and then yeah. doing these very personal songs and that's something that you know i i don't like the fact that we keep comparing it to the billy season and i don't want that to come across it's because it's short that's the reason it's because it's the shortness short. of the yeah, season yeah. it's yeah it's not because both women yeah because that that's not it's more the fact that that they yeah they're both this kind of they're both this kind of short season that's very much its own little contained thing and artists we were less familiar with and didn't have all this con- context with and all this sort of stuff as well yeah. so they are kind of their own little things um that was what was really like interesting to me was mostly about like and it's not again not not because i'm a massive lyrics guy but to hear about it and to learn about it was actually the more interesting thing there, Mate, i mean that stuff when we talk about does context affect your appreciation of the music or does it change your feelings on the music at all? Hugely on this one. The story was like so integral uh, on this one for me because it's always been a bit of a mystery to me how someone releases a debut album, have it be one of the best-selling and most critically regarded albums of all time, then just never releases an album again. You know what I mean? I was like, what the fuck yeah. is like is happening there? What happened? So yeah. to see how she came up through Fuji's, why she broke away from that, how she started her own career, and then to see the breakdown of that, I think has been really interesting. I mean, usually we ask, like, how much did the additional context affect your feelings on the music? I I can't imagine tearing them apart from each other in the case of this season. Yeah, 100%. It's weird that because in terms of things I'm surprised by, the con- the stuff I've written down is like, she went to jail, like, the lawsuit, all the lawsuit stuff, the cult leader stuff. The thing is, that's only surprising to me after the first half of the season because that's what when i learned that stuff um right so yeah. i would does that make sense so like it, it was it was very interesting to, to the stuff i was like because she's kind of built up like this is this uh skyrocket career going up and then and then we kind of just covered in the last what 40 minutes or so of of the last episode just and then everything just kind of stops and stops and stops um <laughs> Yeah. So, so it was, it was, it was surprising in that respect. Um, 
I thought that she. I don't know. I didn't know what to expect. I, d- I yeah. I certainly didn't expect the second album to be this weird live thing. It the, the story in general. It has a lot of like uh, twists and turns, and even sort of being in it and telling it and going through it. I found myself constantly like surprised by where it went. You could never really kind of predict what Lauren Hill was was gonna was gonna do next, or where her decisions would yeah. would kind of take her. Um, like e- even right at the start, like I knew she was in Fuji's, and I knew Killing Me Softly and Ready or Not and Fuji La, and I knew that they'd covered No Woman No Cry, and I knew I knew that my dad really liked one of their albums, which turned out to be the score. It was very interesting to me that the score is also one of the best-selling albums of all time, uh, and that yeah. some of the singles from it are in the list of best-selling singles of all time. And it kind of demystified Lauren Hill a little bit for me, because the the story is the debut album's a huge success, and then she disappeared. So it just completely demystified that for yeah. me, because she didn't come from nowhere. Her her previous yeah, project was incredibly successful. With a band, yeah, the group were a were a household name before uh, Lauren Hill herself was necessarily uh, a household name. And Adam, she was in Sister Act Two, Back in the Habit. She was in Sister Act Two, Back in the Habit, which I have still have not seen. I cannot log it on Letterboxd. Bo- bo- everybody we've said will know. Bonus, bonus, bonus episode, episode on the Patreon. Yes, that's a good shout. And just to just to repeat, great name for a sequel. Oh, it's, it's, it's great. It's fantastic. I mean, I didn't yes. get it until about three years ago, but... Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Well, yeah, when that film came out, I would have been like 10. I didn't I, know what a habit I remember was. specifically uh, my mum explaining the pun to me when I was a kid. I don't know that's why. Good. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Mm. your mum does seem like a sister act kind of person. I don't really know what that means. Yeah. Your mum yeah. also I does, I you mean, like though. you, seem like a explain the pun type of person as well because she <laughs> yeah. birthed you. Yeah. 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 Um how how did you guys get on with Fuji's? If we're going to take sl- small steps in going through the kind of the the headlines of Lauren Hill's story, um to me it was like fairly clear that Lauren is like the breakout star of that group. That that seemed clear, right? Yeah, 100%. And, and even that Praz. story in Fuji's was interesting <laughs> all about Praz. Yeah, he was also there. Um but just that kind of story of her and um Wyclef, that was really integral and that all mm. happened in that short one of our mutual friends was who loves the score by the way absolutely hated the fact that not only did we uh cover the score in half an episode but we didn't and then even then we only picked a couple of songs from the half <laughs> an episode i mean um, it's a great album it's <laughs> yeah. a is that, great uh, album. Is, that yeah. is that is that possibly jimmy the kid that no it's about? it's chris hizzard oh. uh Shout out! You're never going to listen to this. Um, He's not going to listen. It was a yeah. That was a that was an interesting kind of um, kickoff point because it was for, especially like that first album is very raw. Um, when in my head I'm like, oh, it's lovely singy songy Lauren singy songy with her lovely singy songy voice, and and it's just quite aggressive, wasn't it? Um, and but it instantly it was like, cool. We're doing hip hop, and it was so different, and I liked that a lot. <laughs> Whereas for me, I was like, cool, we're doing hip hop. And then I was a bit disappointed that it was like, ah, oh, it's not really hip hop that I actually feel that strongly about, actually. It's 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 kind of fine, you know? And that I mean, A, it's not a genre I'm enormously familiar with. But B, there is, there is rap and hip hop that I enjoy. And I was like, ah, oh, it's a shame that this hasn't become that, you know? I didn't come away from it going like, shit, 
cool. I'll add that to the repertoire. I'll add that to the add that to the list. Uh, I was just like, yeah, no, that's, that's, that's okay. You know? Whereas I felt, which is a shame about... for me because I felt I, I was I was looking forward to the fact that we were doing something different, and I was like, I hope I do really like this right. because it's something I'm not enormously familiar with. It happened with Billy, right? Someone I'm completely unfamiliar with could have hated her. I've listened to her quite once a week. I reckon I listen to Billy Eilish at least. We've got to reassess those scores, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but, no, but actually, no, but the thing is, we say that. That remember, a lot of my score on on the second album was it's got fucking forty six tracks on it, and I actually, if I listen to the whole album, I might still be like, mate, as a whole album, yeah, there is a lot of there's a lot of mm. traff. You know what yeah, I mean? Because yeah. I don't often listen to everything Billy's done. I listen to like your playlist, which has still got like. And I do also listen to my all Billy playlist, which has also got uh, Phineas in there as well. Sure, of course. If he oh. heard me listening to just a Billy playlist, he'd be, he'd jealous. Upset, he'd so be well upset, wouldn't there. he? So I have to include Medieval, you know. Oh, of all songs. Um, oh, no, that's not the really sexy one, is it? What's the one where he's like, choke me, daddy? What song's that? Do you remember? remember. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a song, it was the song Choke Me Daddy. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Right. Um, but that, that second Fuji's album, the score, I thought was like really great. Like yeah. I didn't yeah, I didn't think much of Blunt and Reality at all, apart from like one or two tracks. But um the score is is really interesting and you, that's when you start seeing Lauren's vision of like what she wants to do with her art, what she kind of how she wants to produce a piece, because it kind of is this piece. And I, I can see that that, that is such a, a bridge to her to miseducation in a way because mm. it's kind of telling this story. Um, so, yeah, that was cool. I, I, enjoyed, I enjoyed the score a lot. Yeah, so did I. Um, the, it, is, it is a bridge to miseducation. You can see all the things that she starts trying out on the score coming to like full fruition on the miseducation. Very easy to see why that album, The Miseducation of Lauren Hill, made the impact that it did uh i think if you bear in mind that it came out in 1998 i think it really walks along uh that line of being something new being something innovative being something interesting and then also being very accessible very populist very listenable right mm. yeah and that's and, and, was, and that's i more enjoyed more of that album because the stuff that I, some of the stuff I liked on the score was more the stuff that's in the direction of where she ends up going. Is that's the thing? I, I agree. The score was the better of the two albums. Um, but yeah, so that's why then get the album. It is, like you say, it is more accessible. And it's, if there's one thing I like, it's accessible music. Um, and so, yeah, I I definitely, even though I wasn't enormous on those first two, I definitely there was definitely then a step up when we got to the miseducation, and then a and then a step down when we got to. Uh, <laughs> the acoustic sure. sure but um yeah i mean you're exactly right like you said like this this whole season has been focused around the miseducation of lauren hill and even though there is more to lauren's story before it and after it it's the defining lauren hill album obviously like i don't think you can have any kind of discussion around that you know uh it's just that that is her defining album and it's uh it's that kind of blend of hip-hop soul and pop and it's like this R&B concept album, which I think is really cool. Uh, and it, and it's pop music, but there's lots of stuff there beneath the surface. Um, and obviously, we've already talked about it a lot, but you can see the influence that it had on artists like Beyonce and the R&B genre in general. Uh, and there are just so many like early noughties albums that sound like the miseducation of Lauryn Hill, you know. Um, and that's where I, I think, 
because of it's, I haven't listened to loads of early noughties hip hop albums. Mm. I don't have the context that I can only really base it off of like the little amount that I know and what you've told me, because this is, this is a season like Billie Eilish. I have listened to plenty of pop music. I know what pop music sounds like, you know? So it was a lot easier for me to sort of see what she was doing. Whereas this was much more outside of my usual, uh, I don't know, think of a better word than comfort zone. Bailiwick. Uh, I, I think sure. you, can just, you can just see the influence like spreading away from the miseducation of Lauren Hill, um, which we covered like in detail on the episode. But I also actually think that that the same is uh, true of MTV Unplugged number two point Um, maybe the trickiest thing that we've covered so far on the podcast, Lucas. Didn't oh, you just- describe it as the worst thing you've had to cover? Yes. Yes. I yeah. still I still stand by that. It's like the least enjoyable thing we've had to cover because it was one thing. Yeah. It was literally one thing yeah. for a whole album. Brutal is the right adjective, Adam. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Uh, scored it higher than some other things that we've heard, though, obviously. Again, we need to... There's some reassessing to be done. One of them we've Even reassessed we... recently. You prefer it to I know, Generation say Terrorists recently, mate. by Manic Street Preachers. Wasn't that recent? What, Generation Terrorists? Yeah, it was like fucking six months ago, mate. Oh, how <laughs> recent does it have to be? We need to start a new season of Manics every six months. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> six months? Hey, They'll all just I've overlap. Learned, I've, I've learned a lot. I've developed a lot over the Radiohead season. I've learned a lot about, you know, r- r- uh, how to criticise and how to, how to appreciate, even if it's not my bag. And also, yeah, I would rate that higher than uh, Generation Terrorist, because Generation Terrorist, whilst having some fun songs in it, it's mostly quite shit, isn't it? It is mostly shit. Yeah. Whereas that album is brutal, but, but, but it's the respect thing. It's the fact that she's clearly doing something and there's a lot of respect for a woman in 1998. The, you, are talking, you are talking about that stuff that you can hear, because uh, you can hear all over the album, you can hear what we have taken to sometimes calling the objectively good stuff, right? Yeah, yes. The stuff you're looking for when you're critically analysing. The songwriting is on point, I think. The messages she's putting out there, the things she's singing about. But it is presented in such an impenetrable, alienating kind of way that some of it is a bit of a slog, in it? It yeah. is. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I... who loves impenetrable, alienating slogs? <laughs> this fucking guy... Um, he's pointing and, at himself and, and, and you're saying about like the messages and all that sort of stuff if you had to ask me i'm just going to keep getting ahead of probably the next question you've got on your list almost uh, certainly is uh, at this now old the, hands the the thing that i would say is like what's the best thing what, what have you enjoyed most about lauren hill it's actually mostly been the message right or the, and not even the form it's entirely been the function which is very unlike my usual stance mm. because the form hasn't been something on the most part that is something that is enormously my bag or it's been you know fine for me sort of thing with some with some great songs in there um and so it's been all about the function but this is a season where actually the function has also been very wor- noteworthy of note yeah absolutely uh, and like the mtv unplugged number 2.0 in terms of influence like we were talking about miseducation miseducation is influential in form and i think mtv unplugged number 2.0 is influential in function 
you know, I'm, I'm glad we covered the album. It, it, it predicts a lot of how people interact with their own identity these days, which is very ahead of our time in that regard. And arguably, it's, it, I think Miseducation is obviously the most definitive Lauren Hill album. I think that MTV Unplugged might be the most influential in the way that hip hop and rap really moved into the more personal and emotional. And lots of people have pointed to that live album as the origin of that, you know, um, which I, which I think is, is really interesting because it, it means that in two different projects, she's had kind of like this huge influence across the board in both form and in function. Um, and I think that speaks to her cultural impact. Like, it is a large cultural footprint that she leaves, you know, that there's that and, and the there's that aspect of it and there's the aspect that like that surrounds her personality and career. Because you can see her legacy both in the music and in the culture that surrounds the music. And a big part of her cultural legacy is that we like she she withdrew from it all. Um what if she just kept going, right? What if she'd released some good albums, maybe a few mediocre ones or something, is that as compelling in the minds of the public as someone who made an incredible album, then made an unfathomable album, and then for all intents and purposes just disappeared? Yeah, because because the evidence suggests any album she touches is hugely influential, but that's because it's such a small... Yes, to, to pull from, yeah. but like, yeah, but that's would, like basing that's like basing yeah. Manics off of just their career up until like, no, your enemy, just doing like Holy Bible, everything must go, and this is my truth. Be like, oh my god, they're 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 insane. They're they're they're, they're insanely innovative. Radiohead finishing like, on Kid A, and it's like no, no, because they then do like Send Away the Tigers and Postcards from Young Man and all these albums. Yeah, yes. Well, I mean, that's the thing is. Lauren Hill, as much as we're frustrated that she never gets started on anything or you know can't finish things, she has yet to, in terms of musical releases, water down her legacy in some yeah, way. She's yet know? to just release like just an album, just an album. Yeah, exactly. Just an album. Just just a, just a will of the people. You know? I think the first Fuji's album is just an album, uh, and and that's the first of four albums, and then the next three are all remarkable. You know what I mean? In some way. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, that's why. I mean, we can never know, right? Because who knows what those albums could have been, what they would have been, what her career, where her career would have gone. There's, there's no way of knowing what that could have looked like, right? No, no. But God, don't you want to know what that second album would have looked like? Nah, like we've got an idea of what it would look like, but a Do raw we? version of it. Well, we've got maybe. these acoustic versions yeah, of songs, but... but who knows what they would have ended up sounding like? Yeah, well, we know knows? one song what that might have sounded like because she does that full band. Version of it that we oh, saw in the music that videos, was like twenty years later, though you know, like you're I think twenty years later, though, aren't you? I think that would have changed like so much over the course of twenty years. Mm. Um, so there is a frustration, to be fair, about her career. There but is. You're right. I mean, th- th- there's a frustration in a lot of it. She just kind of makes like shit decisions. I think <laughs> like yeah. some of it's just but, shit decision making. But would would a worse decision decision have been just keep getting a bit worse until your career's <sighs> over? It's good. It's a it's a good point. It's a good point. The Oasis method of music yeah. making, you mean? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? Start shit. Get shit. be shit. Yeah. <laughs> no, they don't get shit. They get better for a bit and then they get shit. Do they? Yeah, but when they what's... get better for a bit, when they get better for a bit, it's still, sh- still, still shit. shit. Still pretty what, yeah. shit. What's worse is I thought you were genuinely talking about like a lake in the middle of a desert and I was like, the Oasis, sir. Oh, yeah, oh you're an idiot. What sort of... Oh. You are an idiot. What are the things? Because I feel like, you know, we've come into this final thoughts, not 
negative, but definitely more level-headed than we did for certainly the Radiohead season. Uh, we came into it going like, oh, oh, oh. yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, what are what are the things that you do that you like about Lauren Hill? What have you been appreciating over the course of this season? I guess I, I guess I've already kind of covered it, right? Which is, it's the it's the message, it's what she's saying, it's the what she's willing to put out there. Always bearing in mind that she was putting it out there in like the nineties, not in twenty twenty three. Um, the fact that she sort of brought in sort of that soul stuff into just she didn't just do hip hop albums which I like but again that was based off of an assumption that was wrong yep. so is that a but it is something it is something I appreciate I guess um I guess the fact that she kind of had there's a lot of appreciation for like her culture where she's from or where she's been she brings in like the there's the, there's the there's the fact that she spends all the time with the Marlies and all that sort of stuff and there's all the stuff prior with the Fugees about I'm now blanking on where they're from. Haiti. Uh, yes, all of that. So, like, I really appreciate all of that. Uh, and, all, and, that, and all of that is not my usual thing, which is just the form. Yes. Just yes. what the songs sound like. That's remarkable. That's remarkable. Uh, Steve, tell us all the things you liked about how the drums sounded. <laughs> and stuff like that. Yeah. What was, your favorite, what was your favourite riff? Yeah. What was your favourite uh, riff? <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Ding, 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 ding. That one. That's good, isn't it? So Zion. Yeah, Zion. thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, lovely. What about... Um, do, 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 It's find it hard to say, brackets rebel. Oh. Oh, lovely. Okay. She is so good at rapping... And there's no way I can say that in a in a Southern English accent without sounding like a bell end. You're very good at rapping, aren't you? Uh, aren't you good at doing a rap? I love all the rapping. Here, um, boy, in your waistcoat. Come here, I'll give you a tuppence if you do me a rap. <laughs> <laughs> I love the rapping, which is like the opposite of how I feel about Christmas. Oh, thank you very much. Just going to give myself a little slap. There's nothing there. there. That's not that anything. That was a great thing that That's happened. It's a anything. great thing that we all built to over this whole season. And it happened organically and, and naturally. It, and it really organically, didn't it? Yeah. It definitely really was really organically. on the page. Set himself up for it. And, and it, it took it me shit. six takes and Adam, and Adam kept that one in. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> yes. I, uh, to be uh, fair, yeah, you did kind of. I was too, going too much on about the context and all that sort of stuff, and other uh, the, the content. Typical bloody cause Lucas. Because typical yeah. bloody me. But I <laughs> did talk about mention, lyrics. But I did mention like. Well, I didn't mention to sort of interrupt Steve. Sorry, Steve. Is that also? Yeah, really good at rapping. Phenomenal voice. Well, that's oh, it. Like, a phenomenal voice. And I almost think, wow, well, does that come up? I think they're kind of level. Like incredible musician. Like and. uh and rapper and singer and so like all of the, Boy, the form is sing what? me a song oh <laughs> here's tuppets <laughs> um so like all of that has just been amazing like the songs have just been so well put together it's, it is a shame that the second album is so there's there's barely any kind of structure for those songs it's brutal and that yeah. is interesting but um yeah the other it's brutal and in the metal kind of way yeah yeah yeah, yeah the death growl in uh in the first track was a throw off, wasn't it? I like how Steve tried to think of a song name there, couldn't think of one. And first track, said, the first track. The first mm. track is an intro as well. Yeah, it's yeah, just the death growl in the intro. Yeah, yeah she comes to the stage and goes, "Hey everyone!" <laughs> <laughs> what? Just immediately sick. Yeah. 
Yeah, so uh, like it's, it's, that that's the main thing I sort of enjoyed is is how incredible she sounds. That's probably a good way of putting it because mu- music musician wise uh, and voice like just all of that she just sounds doesn't matter what she's put on there it sounds incredible. Right? Crazy that that that, that hasn't come up yet. Crazy that that's the first time that's come up and I think that's just shows how kind of like potent the messages she's she's saying are how interesting her story is that now we've gotten to she's a good singer because good singer. she's such a great singer like she's such a great rapper she's got such a good compositional ear like she's a great producer um and even then the stuff the stuff that i've made notes on none of that's in there I I, yeah. I don't know what what's that about. Did we just kind of realize she's a great singer very early on, and then it's just taken for granted for the rest of the season? Is that what it is? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how many times can you repeatedly say, "Isn't she a great singer?" Like, I mean, I think we had a pretty good go at it. Like, we we, yeah. we said it most of the time. <laughs> um, I th- I think that one of the main things that I like about her is probably one of the things that puts people off some of her stuff, which is that she does whatever the fuck she wants. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, and, and some of the actual stuff that she does, I don't like or agree with, but I love that she does it. Like, not paying her musicians, uh, excluding You love her, that, do you? I, you love I love that. that she does it. I don't, love the, I don't love the act of it, but I love that she does it. Excluding herself from taxes, creating music her way or no way at all, that's a person I want to hear from. I want to know what that world is is like which is why i think i like mtv unplugged a bit more than than either of you and i dare say it a bit more than most people on the planet is is that it gives a window into that kind of creative mind that kind of very singular focused artist and i respond very strongly to works of art that could have only been created by that artist you know what i mean mm-hmm. yeah um and so it's it's really difficult for me to say anything that I dislike about her career. Uh, but that's also because there's just not a lot of it. And I could say, like, hey, pay your collaborators. You know, maybe maybe I dislike that. But her doing whatever the fuck she wants when she wants to do it is something that I find very fascinating and ultimately like about her whole career. Even if I don't agree with... Even that's not... It's not how I would conduct myself... But that's why I want to hear from her because I know how I conduct myself. Apart know? from the avoiding tax bit, which you, I have not paid tax ever. Yeah, massively on board with that. Don't also. tell anybody yeah. that. Mm-hmm. I won't. Um, but I want to hear from that person. I don't want to hear from someone who is exactly the same as me. That's very boring to me. Uh, I want to hear what all the little weirdos of the world are up to. Your Nick Caves, uh, your Tom Yorks, your Lauren Hills little bunch of fucking goblins scrabbling around uh <laughs> trying to figure out what life is in their own way uh i find that fascinating and and only lauren hill could have made the music that she makes you know would you want to hear from me adam or am i too normal no you're a little goblin man if no, i wrote I, if i wrote a little if i wrote a little goblin. if i wrote a little eight track ep would you want to hear what i had to say because oh god do you have interludes in between to to, i want to know how you tick so if you start explaining how your brain works in between songs i'm going to buy that album 70 times there's there's not a month that goes by that i don't have an instance where i'm like never could have predicted lucas would think or feel that like it's just (laughs) (laughs) it's remarkable just when i think i've got you sussed something happens this is the thing you didn't think he could feel anything 
Well, yeah, that was the first surprise. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And then that time he stabbed me and I actually was like, ow. He was like, yeah. you like, oh, what? He's human. I didn't know he you bleeds. Felt pain. <laughs> I love how you just went, ow. 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 Stabbed it, wasn't big, it wasn't a big It wasn't a big stab. It was just a little stab. stab. I was just testing, wasn't I? It was just a little poke. Mm-hmm. Just, I wonder if, yeah, yeah. He's like, ow. Big question. Hey. It's a yes or no answer. Do you think she'll ever release another album? No. No. No, me neither. I think that's it, right? But I yeah. also wouldn't be surprised if she just randomly did drop an album. But the, and unfortunately, exciting? and unfortunately, I know she's critically acclaimed and the rest of it. I don't think it would set the world on fire. What if it did? What if it did? Oh, mate! What if? It if did? she does, we'll be there to find out, though. I suppose. Yeah. Well, she collaborated with Kanye and was on board with oh, all of his messages. No. Thing is, that would. <sighs> It wouldn't surprise me because she's gone be a bit because she's yeah. kind of become this very un, unpredictable character that like yeah, if you found that. out that her and Kanye made some horrific album, you'd be like, Oh, is is that what they're doing now, is it? I mean I'd listen to it. I'm not I'm not gonna lie. I would definitely listen to of that album. We'd listen yeah. to it. We would do a music podcast where we covered Lauren Hill. We'd have to listen We'd to it. We'd have to listen to it. Congra- con- 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 congratulations. Is that what I was trying to say? I don't know I what you're trying to do. I, I don't know. I but, you didn't do it, but you didn't do a good job at it, Adam. I was yeah, trying to say congratulations. You did, you did, you did, you did that rubbish. <laughs> you did a bad job at saying words just then. <laughs> oh, guys, here's how I feel about Lauren Hill. Um, she's just an incredibly unique and singular artist who honestly as much as we go like oh shit decisions you know whatever you know weird she seemed to kind of get beaten down by the music industry in a lot of ways and in and in other ways just had too much integrity to continue playing the game and so she was ejected from the game i think is what happened that one album though the one album that was entirely her vision that only she could have created at that moment has had will have such a lasting effect on the music industry and in the world of art. And I'm glad that we got to kind of dig into it, um, albeit quite briefly in terms of like the whole career thing that we usually do. Um, and I, I said I said at the beginning of the season that the whole season was kind of revolved around that one album with heaps of context either side of it. And I do think that exploring that context either side of it has truly made me appreciate that one album that's in the middle. Uh, and it's kind of its place in the history of music. And I suppose it's interesting that in my sum up of how I feel about Lauren Hill, I'm actually telling you how I feel about one album. Mm. Maybe that speaks to her career in some ways. Yeah. It's a, it's been a weird one to cover, hasn't it? Just because it is so about that one album. It actually makes me think like there's a pitch there for suggesting that maybe we should do some content on just like, seminal albums and not all the gubbins around it you know Mm. what i mean Um, i love the gubbins though i really feel like i really feel like you don't truly get that one album unless you know the gubbins either side yeah so you're saying like doing one season on uh grace you would want to do you'd want to get into what happened prior i don't know what album did they did they release Mm -hmm. yeah um yeah kind of actually yeah yeah this is mm-hmm. it's, it's definitely been a weird one for me because it's been such an academic mm-hmm. exercise and i think it has helped me hone my hone my my academic side a little bit more you know yeah. i'm slowly getting better at being objective and, and being able to look into things beyond just do i like listening to those sounds mm-hmm. yeah. um 
So it's been very good for that, I think. God, I wish we'd called the season that. Which is good, which is <laughs> yeah. good because obviously the next season we're going to do, um, we're literally covering that that silence, you know, that we've always argued about. Yeah, yeah, four minutes of silence. So it's going to yeah. be good that I finally kind of, kind of can, can, you know, know how to speak on that. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's been a really weird one, but on for her, like it is, it's definitely that thing of, I have a lot of respect for what she did. And there is some absolute bangers in there. And there's a, knows no doubt that she is an extremely impressive musician. But I also have not come away from it being like, I've added someone to my repertoire now who I will listen to. Yeah. I think the only times I'll really will listen to her will be if I put on our What Is Music, Everything We've Covered playlist, which sure. I do occasionally stick on because, uh, you know, it's something to listen to to keep out the dark thoughts keeps the mm. thoughts at bay keeps the thoughts at bay <laughs> until certain songs play and then the thoughts come flooding in aggressively yeah. flooding in. <laughs> yeah. yeah um yeah cool she's cool she's yeah. cool isn't she she's cool i've got she's, she's cool, cool steve she's cool but also steve. but also in later years kind of also not cool and not a bit that, weird. Oh, cool. but that's quite cool isn't it it's quite cool Quite is cool it to cool join a to cult? get sucked in by a cultist? Yeah, kind of. Cool. That's yeah. kind of the o- very opposite of cool because that, it's like being such a follower. Like, that, you know? Tom Cruise is cool, isn't he? No, Tom Cruise, Adam. <laughs> Adam. Tom Cruise. I love Tom Cruise and I love Tom Cruise's films. If there's one word that would not be very Tom cool. Cruise, not a cool guy at all. <laughs> Weird cool. guy. Very cool. cool, actually. Not really a guy at all, really. Just a brand. kind of a force of nature, a force of will, sort yeah. of like the human manifestation of destiny. Oh, you've got to do it, Alec Baldwin's voice, though. Steve, sum up Lauren Hill for us. Yeah, she's she's cool. She's inherently cool. She is much more of a tortured artist than I expected coming in. You know, like real vision. Like she had a vision and won't let anyone get in her way for of that vision, even if it means like not paying the musicians that helped her do it because God said so. Um, that's the first time God's even been mentioned because, yeah, that's like an enormous part of her story. Don't remember yeah. it coming up. No? No. She doesn't really mention him much, to be honest. Not much. Or she. Jesus Christ, Adam. I remember him. I remember him being yeah. about. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't... Yeah, but, like, I to to learn about how, like, much of a perfectionist she was and, and that kind of thing. And then... And the idea of just, like hasn't released stuff because it's it just probably hasn't got to the her level of this is good enough to be released now um yeah. it's just really interesting and and just incredibly talented unbelievable rapper singer musician all of the above um i've come away with an artist that will be in my did you say repertoire <laughs> yeah repertoire sure rotation she's gonna, i reckon we she's go gonna rotation. go on my cv yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> and when am I going to receive a copy of that CV, Steve? I have been waiting. I've been keeping an eye on the post. The idea of you being my boss scares the shit out of me. That well, would be but, Yeah, I know, I know it does. But when am I going to get a copy of that CV, though? I am being chased. You're being chased, are you? I'm being chased by HR, yeah. Do, Side I point. Do, oh, my God. <laughs> I do need that copy. I do need a copy of that The CV. thing is, if you're chased by HR, you, don't, you can't go to HR to complain that somebody's chasing you around no, the car park, no, can you? No. Because they're the chasers. I just, Steve, I'm, all jokes aside, though, I do really need it. We've got a new shredder and I just really need to test it. Oh. <laughs> oh. Why does it have to be my CV? Why do I have to wait? Why do I have to print it out? 
with my words on it for you to show. You need to print it. You need to post it. You need to post it to me. First post. That's going to cost me money. Yeah, I know. I know. It's going to cost me money to use the shredder. Electricity in free. Yeah, good point. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, good. Good art, isn't she? She's very good. Cool. I've got some like songs on there that I absolutely love. And yeah, like it was a very cool season to do. It would have been very easy for us to just jump to season six. It's been um, nice to do something snappy and different and snappy, different and kind of what we wanted to do, right? Right. Um, yeah. It's very much the, the Lauren Hill season is very much our Lauren Hill season, you know. Yeah. I mean, is. like I say, something that very yeah. much that we wanted to do. Me and Steve had no input into the doing it. No, I wanted didn't to know do it. we we're doing it until the day we were doing it. I wanted hey, to do we, it. We had the choice, didn't we? That we could have just gone straight to what the bracket said, and we were like, no, let's do something different. Whatever it's going to be, we knew it was going to be different. What did you? Well, how, how did I do? What did you think? Was this a good pick? Yeah, great job. Yeah, great. yeah, great pick. Heaps even though I've not, even though I've not come away from it of like, shit, thanks, Adam. I've got an artist I'm going to listen to regularly now. I still think great pick in terms of like branching out, doing something different, different perspective, uh, really different vibe. Yeah, really different, like mu- musically, contextually, pretty much everything. Right, it was like different. Yeah, and it's been and great. we came out of it, it with our. Best episode, the music videos episode. Oh, such really, a good episode! Really yeah. strong, such a good really great. Uh, yeah, no, I've I've loved doing the season. It's been great. Uh, do you know? Do you know what I love more than doing seasons on artists? Is doing lists, stats, and lists. Yeah, and stuff. yeah, 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 yeah I love yeah, it. Let's yeah, do yeah, album yeah, rankings, yeah. guys. Yeah, There's right. two albums to rank, so I'm going to go first. I'm going to go at number two. MTV mm-hmm. Unplugged number 2.0 and at number yep. one The Miseducation of Lauren Hill yeah. does anybody yeah. have anything different so are we not including <laughs> the two Fuji's albums in that list no okay, okay in which case uh, yeah so mine is MTV Unplugged version number volume 2.0 yeah number one yeah and uh, numbers two and then The Miseducation <laughs> of Lauren Hill is number one lovely Steve what, what are you saying mate same Okay, let's see what that does to the group rankings of this season's <laughs> albums. Okay, yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Do we need to give you a minute? Do we need to give you a minute? To I do just, just need to in. figure that out. Uh, yeah, put it in the yeah. spreadsheet. You got a formula on it to work, work out easier. Number two, MTV Unplugged. Number two point Okay, okay. What do you think number one might be? What do you think might be? Number one is is the Miseducation. That's the Miseducation, Lauren. Wow, nice, good job. Yeah. I tell you what, right? Boring album rankings, but. I I would love to see how those albums and Lauren herself kind of stacks up in our group stats. On today's episode, I'd like to talk to you about Buzzsprout, the user-friendly podcast hosting for non-techie people. I think that if this podcast has achieved anything, it's showing that literally anybody can start a podcast. Do you need any previous experience? No. Do you need top-of-the-range audio equipment No, do you need entertaining or insightful content? Absolutely not. But there is one thing that you will need, and that's podcast hosting or somewhere to store your podcast and deliver them to all of those podcast places like the one where you're listening to this now. So if you're thinking about starting a podcast, just do it. We here at Big Mates Enterprises use Buzzsprout to host and publish our podcast because it's the best and easiest way to launch, promote and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed on all the major podcast directories within minutes of finishing your recording. That's 
Apple Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Overcast, Castbox, Pocket Cast, Podbean, Podcast Addict. The list goes on and on. The other thing we've found is that not only do you get useful and easy to understand statistics about how well your podcast is doing, but also that the support team is super helpful with somebody always on hand to answer questions and help our podcast succeed. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message to the world, and you'll get a great-looking podcast website, audio players that you can drop into other websites, detailed analytics to see how people are listening, tools to promote your podcasts, and much, much more. But wait, because the more is now. (laughs) Because if you follow the link in our show notes when you sign up, it lets Buzzsprout know that we sent you. And do you know what that gets you? $20 worth of credit when you sign up for a paid plan, and that warm feeling in your stomach knowing that not only are you on your way to podcast greatness, but that you've helped support this show too. So if you're starting your podcast, or you're looking to move your podcast, use Buzzsprout and follow our link in the show notes. Back to the episode. And we did a big, deep exploration of our top 10 albums that we've covered on the podcast so far, both as individuals and as a group. Uh, so for full context on that, head to the final thoughts of the uh, Radiohead season. It's only four hours long. Uh, all of the big deep dives in there. It's only and it was only about two weeks ago as well. Yeah. Um. So for this, I just want to see where Lauren slots in. So individually, the miseducation of Lauren Hill, out of the thirty-six albums that we've covered in terms of rankings, for Steve it's number nine. Cool. For Lucas That's... it's number fourteen. So well in the top half uh and for me it's number 10 um as a group that averages out to be our 11th favorite album of all of the albums that we've covered so far it just misses yeah. out on the top 10 it falls just below a moonshaped pool but just above lifeblood um, that's at number 11 i, I might need to lower my score just to uh get lifeblood back in <laughs> why don't you because just raise the lifeblood score yeah, <laughs> i will what's your problem i mean almost like a recording episode next week um <laughs> The that it's interesting because you saying that miseducation sits in my top half mm, comfortably does doesn't sit well with me. But the but stats that is, say otherwise. But the stats say otherwise, and what that really goes to show is the difference of like enjoyment versus personal respect stuff. You know, you rated it higher than one, two, three, four Muse albums. Yeah, and see, that's the respect bit coming in, and that's why yeah. I've long said I've long said we need two rating systems. Respect you've long and, said uh, you've long said it, long said and it. we've respect long and ignored it. Lo- respect mm. and enjoyment. <laughs> uh, the second album, MTV Unplugged, number two point uh, Out of thirty six albums, I put it at number twenty two. Steve puts it at number thirty, and Lucas puts it at number thirty two. There's only four albums he likes less than MTV Unplugged, number two point What are those four albums that have interest? Those four albums are. Generation Terrorist by Manic Street Preachers, Pablo Honey by Radiohead, Resistance is Futile by Manic Street Preachers, and Journal for Plague Lovers by Manic Street Preachers. Riff will definitely go up. Um, so as a group, that is 26th out of 36. This is dry, isn't it? Let's talk about our let's talk about artist rankings. Um because we did these, but some things have slightly changed around, okay? Some things have slightly changed. Because since we did our Radiohead season. Uh, and in, in between the time of that and us recording this, we've covered Know Your Enemy by Manic Street Preachers, which went up in both of your guys' uh, estimations. So some of our artist rankings have have, have uh, 
switched around. I'm going to give you percentages for the whole thing. If you want to figure out how they worked out, again, our Radiohead Final Thoughts episode is only four hours long. You'll find it in there somewhere. Okay. So, Steve, do you want me to start at the top or do you want me to start at the bottom? Start at the bottom. Okay. Number five of all the artists we've covered so far, Muse, 64%. Right. Above them, Manic Street Preachers with 73%. Yeah. Uh, then Lauren Hill with 75%. Yeah. Then Radiohead with 82%. And yeah. then Billie Eilish with 83% at the top. Yeah. Very skewed by short discographies, Lauren and Billie, yeah. I, th- yeah, I think. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this, is, this is solely album ratings, you know, collated into cold hard data. It's not about like personal feelings. It's not about, you know, all of that stuff. I Lucas, at the bottom, Manic Street Preachers, 52%. Uh, then Billie Eilish with 53, then Lauren Hill with 55, then Radiohead with 71%, and then Muse with 75%. I tell you what, Radiohead are giving Muse a run for their money, aren't they? Muse are feeling the heat on the back of and their I'm neck. And I'm sure you would not be surprised to hear that <laughs> that, that list sounds wrong to me. Yeah, bizarre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, actually, yeah. because actually it goes Lauren, Billie, Manix, Radiohead, Muse. Radiohead, Muse being, like you say, Ooh. Very close together. Ooh. And actually, I, I mean, I know we just did a rescore in a few months ago, but I do want to readdress those Billy scores at some point. Okay, I think, well, we'll have a little. Maybe we'll I, think a little. I, I think I'd now bump a lot of her up for the same reasons I've given some of the Lauren stuff highest scores, which is respecting what she's doing. That, interesting. That, that is interesting. So, you know, let's just do a little, I don't know, fucking, just put it in a tweet. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, we'll just put yeah. it in a tweet. We don't need it to be an episode. <laughs> Make sure you're on our Twitter so Lucas can tweet out all his scores and they'll become <laughs> canon for everything you listen to from that yes. point Until onwards. Until I change my mind again when another writer yeah. comes around that I feel like they sit wrong and the stats don't, don't work <laughs> in my favour and I have to change the stats. Oh, uh, here's mine. I'm going to go... Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, uh, here's mine. Uh, number five, Muse with 48%. The only, the only score on this entire list that is weighted Negative. negatively. Yeah, yeah. But below a five. Unbelievable. But then everything else is ridiculously high. Number four, Manic Street Preachers with 70%. Number three, Lauren Hill with 80%. Number two, Radiohead with 87%. And Billie Eilish at the top with 90%. It's almost um, like you keep picking these seasons and it's things you like. Yeah, in it. I know. I know, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> I have to say, though, Lauren being third for everybody reads to me as highly regarded, but not one of our favourites. And I wonder how much of that just comes down to the amount of time that we got to spend with her, because it's, it's been quick. But hopefully, even though it's been quick, some kind of favourite songs have lodged themselves into your brain. Let's do our top tens. We do this for every artist. We aim for a 20-track best of at the end of this. I'm thinking that maybe won't be possible here just because of the shortness of the discography and I imagine the overlap that we all have because some of the bangers are the bangers. Um, and bearing that in mind, we also broadened the scope a little bit here. Fuji's are allowed in the top ten. And I've actually included a song that I mentioned earlier that we talked about very briefly, but it really wormed its way in there uh, in the last couple of weeks. Um, who'd like to go first? Me. Whoa, it's so I actually do think it is Steve's turn, so it's fine. Yeah, that's I'll, cool. allow, I'll allow it, Steve. Steve, Steve, I know you're worried. I was worried. I, I, I will allow it. Oh my god, thank you so much. <laughs> on Mench. Oh yes, order right, honourable. As to not uh, completely, uh, some people might have only listened to this season. On Mench does mean honourable mention. 
No. What no, else would I it I realise we only ever say on mensch. What else would it mean? I don't know. People might just go, what is that nonsense sound you're making? On mensch. On mensch. Or da. Fringe. Um, that won't make sense to anyone else. Not even Lucas, because I don't think he knew what we were talking about at the time. On Mench to uh, Booth Bath. Mm-hmm. And that's the only time I'll mention Blunted on Reality. Uh, final Hour on um, Miseducation. Mainly, I want to, I want to on Mench. I want to honourably on Mench. Mm-hmm. Um, any songs that didn't make it off Miseducation, because it's all kind of good, but it didn't necessarily make the top that ten. Feels, that feels excessive, Cheat Steve. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to lie. Cheat You're not going to lie. That's Honourable good. mention, this Lying whole album. Bad. It's yeah, also yeah. a lot of songs, unless he's like his top ten is purely Miseducation. Which Honourable mention, be, all of Radiohead's career. Yeah. <laughs> In yep. the Lauren Hill top ten. Yeah. I did. No, the thing is, I honourably unmenched those, yes. which is a different system he honorably mentioned his on mensch number 10 yeah as we like to do yo hip hop started out in the heart uh-huh yo not everybody trying to charge say what hip hop started out in a superstar excellent use of the harpsichord which of course lucas mm. was obsessed with um i was i was singing this one in the car uh, to myself uh, with my fiance in there, and she was, she said, "Why are you singing that?" Because she thought, "What? Because I have a, I have a fiance and a car." Yeah, I think that's a straight brag, mate. I can't have both. I can't have both. You must choose. <laughs> <laughs> she, was, she thought I was singing "Relight My Fire." Anyway, that's superstar sure. number ten. Mm. Uh, number nine is. Just a little girl. Skinny legs, pressing curl. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I know this. Every ghetto, every city on the miseducation of Lauren Hill. For the very reason of funky, funky. But also, uh, really liked the conversation we had around it. We were like, oh, why is it sound a bit like Stevie Wonder? And you were like, well, because it's about like the stuff she was brought up with. And that was really cool. And I liked that discussion we had around that. This, uh, didn't, this didn't make it to mine, and I'm slightly regretting it. There's so many that you could say, off yeah, music, which is why I, honor- I honorably, I honorably unmentioned them. That's right. Yes. Number number eight may surprise you. Um, doctors hate him. <laughs> it's this one. It's the mystery of Oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, I really responded to this one off her, her second live album because it's absolutely insane. Just the middle section where she's just just basically a cappella with the occasional guitar stab. Um, very, very cool. Oh, shit. Thing. I had to change my top ten. I forgot about this song. Okay, yeah. great. <laughs> it always happens. It always, <laughs> always happens. Same. Yeah. <laughs> uh, number seven. Times. Mm. And of course, we know the name of the song, and it is, of course, it's X Factor. And this one is by Ms. Lauren Hill. Oh. Uh, lovely, soulful song off The Miseducation of Lauren Hill again. Who would have, who would have bloody thought it? Um, mainly 
singles from here out, I think. <laughs> what can you do? What are you going to do about it, Adam? Hmm? What are you going to do about it, Lucas? What are you going to do? Very little. I'm I'll tell you what isn't a single. I also don't think... What was the name of the song that you that I said that I uh, forgot? Because I don't think we actually said the name of it for the listeners. Well, it's in your top ten, so you know the name of it. No, I don't. Go on. I'm trying to find <laughs> it to add it to my top ten. Number eight was Mystery of Iniquity. Number seven was X Factor. Number six isn't a single, though. But I'll tell you what it is. It, it, it's, to, it's to Zion. It's, it's the song to Zion. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's the song to Zion. Feet. Yeah. One day, Carlos like Santana's feet. feet. Oh. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Is he playing guitar the... with his feet? Yeah, famously, <laughs> crazy, <laughs> infamously. Ah, <laughs> oh, what a riff! Oh, it is so good, though, isn't it? Him with his head bandana on. Yeah, sort of mainly for the kind of instrumentation of this one, which is nothing to do with her. I mean, I imagine she has some some say in it, but um, yeah, very cool. Number five might surprise you. Go do that for everyone now. Just warning you. It, I don't think it will surprise me. I reckon I know exactly what song it's going to be. And it is this one. That's right, Lucas. It was this one. It was. I knew it was this one. And this one is Lucas. Obviously, Lauren Hill. Nope. It's Fuji's. <laughs> uh, the first Fuji's one. Uh, Fuji La. La la la. Still annoys me that it's called Fuji La and the lyric is Fu La La La. But, yeah. yeah. You wish they said Fuji La La. Yeah. Or name yeah. the song Fu La La La. But we talked about it's uh, what your La is, didn't we? And it's it's the Fuji La. Anyway, that's that's that. Number four might surprise you. <laughs> Not very surprising. What that everything is everything is in the top four. Yeah. <laughs> what which which one was the music video to this one? Was this the insane bullet? Time helicopter. No, it's not this one, was it? No, this is uh, the that was city. Fuji's what one. if the city was a record player? That's the one. Ah, yes. I liked that one. Yeah, it was good. I like the one with with the helicopters and war. Yeah, I mean that was that was Fuji's, wasn't it? Um, you love war, don't you? Bloody love war. I bloody love a war. Um, number three might surprise you. <laughs> God. Ah, oh, tell no. you what. Does was not me. ready for that one. See what I've done. The stereo is so off-putting at the start of this song. It's really quite widely panned, isn't it? Unlike Fuji's, who weren't widely panned. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. That was pretty good. Actually, good. Quite a good actually, actually right for once. Yeah, 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 yeah. actually yeah. did right okay, job. Yeah. Actually, I don't mind you today. <laughs> I get a pass. <laughs> Yay, I can sleep. Uh, Ready or Not by Fuji's. Good song, guys. Don't know, don't know what you think about uh, Ready or Not. Number two might surprise you. <laughs> Number two? Are you high? Does that mean you're yeah. killing me softly? <laughs> Number one? What the huh? fuck? Is that, what's that about? What is that about? Oh, I've made a mistake. Stupid <laughs> <laughs> bloody idiot. Nah, no. <laughs> 
It's do what? Uh, brackets, that thing. That thing. Other brackets. Yeah. Other brackets. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I want to listen to this. Oh, now I've got to listen to number shit. Steve, as number one. we're going to be, we're going to play it another two times. Don't worry about it. Yeah, do you reckon? You think I put, you think I put that song in my top ten? <laughs> what, do really what? That, yeah, yeah I reckon so, mate. Don't, don't, don't rate. Yeah. Big no, don't break right. from Lucas. <laughs> that one in there. Most of my top ten is from MTV Unplugged 2.0. Of course yeah, it is. I knew it. Yeah. Of course it is. Number one might surprise you. Number one might surprise you. Did it surprise you? No. No. Ah, uh, this this song though just Actually makes did. me. It it fills me with memories that I can't remember. <laughs> but it's got nothing to do with the song. It's purely about it. it reminds you of the nineties, isn't it? Yeah. 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 I mean, the song is great as well. Um, this is a good, I mean, it's a good song. It's a good song. Shit. Killing me softly with his song, one Shit, time. No, my top ten. This is at number I don't one. One him. time. One time. Oh, that's why it's up there. Of course, number one time. One Two time. time. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I forget how. Uh, I really like that top ten. ten. That's cool, man. There's some Fuji's in there. There's some Lauren Hill in there. That's cool. Steve Coleman. It's quite fairly split between albums more than I expected I yeah. mean obviously it's uh, miseducation heavy mm. there is uh, six out of the ten but then there's three Fuji's albums and then the other the other live MTV unplugged version 2.20 live uh, unplugged two album amazing mm. um, Lucas you or me what do you reckon me I can do it you want don't care, mate. Oh, come on, bit of energy. All right. Don't care, mate. <laughs> okay, great. Okay. Oh. Right, I'll go next. Oh, well. I'll go next. That's fine. Okay, all right. Here's here's my songs. Here's my top ten. Uh, they're not your start. songs. They're, they're, to be absolutely abundantly well, clear, they're not oh, your songs. True. I, I tried to get away with it and you wouldn't let me. Um, I've got something that I think is fairly interesting. I've got a purely Lauren Hill top ten, uh, which I have to say I have to say I was not really expecting. But when no I Fugees. no Fuji's when I started getting what? stuff in there and moved around and stuff, I yeah, there's there's just ten songs I, I preferred to any of the Fuji stuff, um, this which is why surprise me. My honourable mentions are Fuji's heavy because my honourable mentions are Nappy Heads, Fuji La, Killing Me Softly, Everything Is Everything, and Ready or Not. Okay, okay. Um, right. Number ten. Uh, there's no way you'll get the title from me playing a clip. There's no way. Well, you might, because she just said the title. (laughs) So it's "I've Got a Fine Peace of Mind" by Lauren Hill. (laughs) It's quite handy that she named them after the first lyric. Like she does sort of talk about that in the album, right? Yeah, that's really helpful. It is really helpful. Yeah, this is the one that is like this mad, like nine-minute you know uh kind of thing that i said like just yeah. epitomized uh whatever lauren hill was was going through you know at, at, at that time uh cool song i think uh my number nine is you know it's from Miss education of lauren hill come on come on now fade up though Final Hour yeah. mm-hmm. by Lauren Hill. Mm-hmm. 
cool song. Uh, it's kind of Bailor one of Hill. the yeah, Bailor Bailor Hill. Hill. It's one of the few moments on Miss Education where it's like kind of like a full on like like she full on raps rather than kind of blends the styles. I think the other yeah. one is Lost Ones, but I just kind of prefer Final Hour. I really like really like it. I like the kind of apocalyptic stuff that kind of goes on in that one. Uh, number eight, mm-hmm. uh, it's the first one that me and Steve share. It's the mystery. It's the mystery of iniquity. It is. It is, isn't it? And obviously, Adam, you love this because of Kanye. I love Kanye. I love what he stands for. I love all the things that he's been saying. No, let's Um, let's not say that on a recorded medium that can be used at any time against you. That's a good point. That is a good point. It could be taken out of context, like a lot of the things that Kanye has been saying. Number seven is this song. (laughs) (laughs) When it hurts so bad. Oh, he knows it. Yeah. Because she's great. <laughs> Mate, it was, was briefly in my uh, in my list. Until, like, what, ten minutes ago? Until yeah. it was shit. I mean, I have shuffled Replaced my top ten around a lot. When you say it was shit, do you mean your top ten was shit? Yeah. Love that. Right. Uh, okay. Love that song. Um, it's, it's great. Uh, number six. Another one from the live album. Wow. It's called I Get Out. This is at number six. I get out of all your boxes. I'll get out. Was the not including the Fugees pure, like genuinely purely just down to the preference? It wasn't like an active, like I, I'm going to try not to include them sort of thing. Genuinely, uh, I got everything that Can't shake your head in the podcast, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got all the songs <laughs> I wanted to include in a list. My highest ranked is Ready or Not, and genuinely, ten songs that I prefer. I prefer all of these to Ready or Not, which is my favourite Fuji song. I don't know what to tell you. Number five, F. Steve, you love it. I'm going to skip forward. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting to see this quite high in Lucas's list just because he responded very strongly to this one this is number five steve do keep up do keep up mate mm. this is to zion feet carlos I love the santana feet look at we clapping <laughs> are we clapping we're, or? we're not actually really no. clapping no we're not clapping uh number four is this the one we didn't cover Consumerism by Ms. Lauren Hill. Yeah, consumerism's run through them like a tumor in them. Ageism, sexism, racism, chauvinism. Capitalism running through them like the rumor business. Separatism, skepticism, modernism, atheism. Television running through them like an organism. Mechanism, despotism, poison in the ecosystem. Satanism running through them like a politician. Hedonism, hypocrisy, nihilism, narcissism. Egotism running through them leading exorcism. Situation, hedonism, adversary, demonism. To fix yeah, this is Adam all over, isn't it? Catechism, Darwinism, barbarism, formalism. Ha! I mean, I do. I mean, this, mate. Did you not think about this one? Because this one, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Her voice has really changed, hasn't it? From those. I don't think it has. She just sounds older, but like her voice is still there. The voice is still there. Yeah, I don't mean it's got any worse. I I think it's like it's changed in tone, but I don't think it has changed. I think it's changed in just pitch. 
pragmatism Maybe, yeah, I think it has. It's uh, just such an aggressive song. I love the energy that she brings to that. Um, really liked it. Re- just a huge standout for me, which is, uh, you know, weird, because we didn't even really talk about it. It's just sort of in there, because, yeah, I listened to yeah. that music episode. Music video episode, and it was just... It's something, man. Uh, number three, uh, willing to bet this will be the highest that this places in any of our lists. I'll skip forward. And it's the title track from The Miseducation of Lauren Hill by Lauren Hill. It's the title, the, yeah. the track's called Miseducation of Lauren Hill. I did, uh, I considered it for a little bit because it's a good summa- summing up and a great ender. It's great song. I, was it, well, I think it was one beautiful. Was it all my highlights or it was, or it was nearly in there? I don't know, maybe, but I mean, it's Lucas all over. It's got strings and it's, it's you know, it's got harps and those are all Lucas things. It's things I associate with Lucas. Uh, number two might surprise you. Yo, remember Yo. back? Mm. Oh, let's, uh, let's skip forward. Number two, are you high? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you know we what? agree. We agree that Mr. it's Mr. Education Lauren Hill. Mr. Education Lauren Hill, tell you what. Good, good album. Good album. Good album. Yeah. I feel like I've been too negative this episode now. Now I'm playing all these clips. So I'm like, yeah. oh, it is good though. It is quite good. I feel like I've been a bit too negative on this whole episode, actually. It is quite good, actually. Uh, that was do what that thing. Uh, and, and my number one is another one from The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Oh, let's get forward. It's X Factor. Cool. That's your favourite song, song ever. It's the chorus. It's good, isn't it? The chorus does sound like. Sorry, I won't talk over it. This is crazy. This is crazy. Oh, this is crazy. Oh. It's great. Sounds exactly the same um, as when it hurts. I wish so everyone bad. could have seen us really get into it. Yeah, yeah um, it's pretty jamming. The. Uh, that, what I was saying earlier about like my minimal knowledge of the genre and like, but but even I can hear that that stemmed so much early two thousands. Oh music. yeah, that chorus yeah. sounds like everything mm-hmm. that was done in two thousand and three. One hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, one hundred percent. And it was five years earlier than that. It's crazy, crazy. The the little tendrils that Lauren Hill has put out there. I'm going to stop talking about Lauren Hill's tendrils. Um, Lucas, you're up, man. Give us your Lauren Hill top 10, but start by honourably mentioning your on mench. Uh, honourable mentions. Uh, how many are we allowed? What are we doing? Five max. Whatever you fucking want. Do as I many as you like. Her five, entire okay. career. Good. I've got five, so you can go fuck yourself. Uh, I, I find just... it hard to say. Rebel from the mm. from the acoustic from the acoustic one. Cool. Uh, I've cool actually only got four, not five. Uh, Fuji La. Can't count. Mm-hmm. Cool. Good song. Uh, consumerism. I actually oh, did think of consumerism. Yeah. I didn't forget that one either. And cool. that, it, cons- it, it, it was in. It was number ten for a bit, and then I was like, "No, there's better songs than that." It just um, has such an energy and... that none of her other stuff has. I think. Yes, and it's just cool. It's just kind of mm, cool. cool. And uh, mystery of iniquity was also lovely. Slotted in there about five minutes ago. Lovely. So you did have three. Um, <laughs> yeah, I did have three, mate. At one point, I only had one. So. Okay. Um, <laughs> So that is that is the Oni Mensch in terms of top tens. Interesting though that two were off the album that you thought was awful were in your honourable mentions, but then it was a small pool, wasn't it? 
It's a very. I didn't think it was awful. I. I, I don't like I small just, pool. Know, it's brutal. No. How big is he's small pool? Tiny, tiny. mate. Or is it? Or morph? Or do you play small pool in small pub? I don't know what that means. No, that's bad. I'm moving on, guys. I'm what playing that mean? Uh, number, what it means? Number 10. What does it's it like mean? snooker. It's like puka, snooker. It's puka. Yeah, yeah, puka. Yeah. Number 10. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, we've just heard this, right? We just heard this. Yeah. It's X Factor. It's lovely. By Lauren Hill. Yeah. yeah. Great song. Lovely song. Like I say, that chorus, you can just hear every single song from 2003 yeah. in that chorus. Uh, so that is uh, that one. Number nine. I think this is the only time this shows up. I can't. I'm, I've already forgotten your top ten. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it is. Lost Ones. Lost Ones, oh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lauren Hill. A lot of miseducation of Lauren Hill in this top ten. Miscommunication lead to complications. Just cool. Oh, good album. Great. Yeah. Good album. Good song. Yeah. Good album. Say what? I do feel like I've been too negative this episode. Nine out of ten albums. Songs. Say what? Ten out of ten. That's that. Uh, number eight. Fuji's. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, shall we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just ready or not, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's just ready or not, actually. Yeah, not by Fuji's. Actually, it's just ready or not. Yeah. Tell you what. Not by the Fuji's. Ignore me. Tell me what. No, ignore me. No, tell me what. No, because it's not important. No, because no, because it's technical, and I'm you're on your flight. Ignore me. Number seven. Also Fuji's. Oh, this was in my on mensch. Yeah. Nappy Heads yeah. by Fuji's. Just. They were all throwing our hands in the air, and by all I mean me and Steve did it once. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a cool song. Yeah, it's, it's just fun. So, is this kind of in line with the kind of hip hop that you like and would like respond to? No. Okay, cool. <laughs> I don't know, Adam. Well, no, some of you it. You idiot. Some of it. <laughs> Some of it, but uh, no, not really. Oh, interesting. Um, okay. And now we're into number six, and we're into basically the miseducation horror and hill extravaganza. Yeah. One song. Uh, so number six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's everything. Cool. Lauren Hill. We all had it in our top tens, obviously. Everything's everything by Lauren Hill. Number five. In a similar vein. Wow, that's so low, guys. Got- Guys, you both you put this song back when so long. I do actually. Yeah. Like ooh. <laughs> it's that thing. Do wop that thing. Yeah, this yeah. is so low, guys. I can't believe you put them as low as that. Yeah, because I think four songs were better. That's what I did. <laughs> Me and Steve put them in the same place. Yeah, the same place. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, number four might surprise you. Oh. oh. It, no, it didn't really no, surprise really. me. I imagined it would be around. <laughs> not, not a huge no, surprise. Yeah. It's top not half. Usually it's killing me softly. Yeah, killing me softly, actually. isn't it? This song, I mean, same as Steve, I kind of can't detach this song from just like, it's that song from the 90s. Yeah, yeah. It, it just makes you think of the radio yeah, 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 yeah. as a kid, you know? It's the, what is the most, there's other ones of this that I knew as a songs, but I could kind of detach from that. But with this song, it is just like... The back of my dad's car. Sure, yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Classic. And my mum's car, because they both owned it. And, you know, I keep saying the back of my dad's car. And, you know, we had one car and it was belonged to them both. So You had one car? That's slightly interesting. 
Until like I don't know, my mum, my mum probably got the second car when I was probably like fifteen. It's not as interesting anymore. Right? No, it's interesting. Okay. Number three <laughs> might surprise you. It won't. Just a little girl. Oh, cool. That, no, that is a bit surprising, I think. Well, I remember how much it, you responded I'm to sure this, though. I, I'm pretty sure it was one of my, my, my highlights. It was. Album. Yeah. yeah, I think it was. Yeah. I can't remember. It was either this or the next one. I can't remember. But, you know, my memory is famously bad, so... Yeah, yeah, uh, Adam, you thought this song wouldn't rank any higher. Wrong. Oh, okay. Nice, nice. Love that for us. <laughs> for us for us as a collective <laughs> us as a group it's yeah it's just it's I, I really like the fact that it is a proper ending to the album and then there's two fucking stupid tracks yeah, do it. Get get it. it's get a rid. proper end to the album it's tonal end to the album great exactly what I want from an end of an album I'm already be, typing in your number one spot I'm so you're confident already, you're already <laughs> typing it in so confident <laughs> yep got it <laughs> nice number one ding 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 to Zion, Feet Carlos, Santana. Uh, yeah, just a really good song and all the context of it really elevated it. I think it's really nice that it's about her son and all that. I think it's just, it's lovely. It's amazing that how he can stretch the cords with his, with his toes as well. Just That insane. thing about writing about personal stuff is like enormously the case in this yeah. particular song. You know? Oh, That's yeah. That's a cool absolutely. number one. That no, did I mean, surprise I think me. I actually, do you know what I think is? I think it's the best number one, personally. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. I tell you what, they're actually all really interesting top tens. They're maybe more interesting than I thought they were going to be. We managed, there's there's 18 different songs. Oh, we didn't hit 20. We didn't quite hit 20, but I think that's cool. Um, do, you, do you want to know what like our, our top five is? Is that yeah. interesting to you? More than no, anything else in the world, Adam. So our top five is, number five is X Factor. Uh, number four is The Miseducation of Lauren Hill. Number three is Killing Me Softly. Number two is To Zion. And number one is Do Wop, that thing. So it does come out on top eventually. Yeah. Can I ask you a, a, a boring, dry, practical question at this point? Absolutely. You no, we're not going to fucking quickly. play Stonehenge. You, d- you did that very quickly. <laughs> yeah. Have you now got a formula that takes care of that for you? Because that will happen very fast. That you work No, I'm just not ranking. listening to what you've been saying while I was doing it. I'm just going okay. right drilled into to what okay. I'm doing, you know? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Is that right? Is that yeah, just, that's I thought that's, that's, that's I can't imagine anyone said anything interesting. No. Uh, <laughs> no. 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 Okay. Great. Okay. Just a, just a couple of quick questions before we bring this episode and this season to a close. Here's a tricky one. Would you consider yourself a fan of Lauren Hill? Yep. No. Oh, interesting. I'm going to go. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon I would. Was it music? Yep. Yes. I want to clarify that I'm not a fan. That doesn't mean in any way to say I don't think she's good. Or You're not going to buy a t-shirt, though. You know but I'm not going to buy, I mean, Adam, I'm not gonna buy yeah, a t-shirt yeah. of any band, Adam. Not even Muse? I haven't bought a Muse what t-shirt. What about Bloche? In... We've not heard from Bloche in a little while. I hate Bloche. Bloche. <laughs> and you have to tilt your head. <laughs> I, I haven't bought a Muse t-shirt since 2017. Wow, humble, brag. Yeah, humble, humble brag. brag. Still wear it to this day, though. Don't worry about it. Was that the Shepherd's Bush Empire one? Oh. Mate, I oh. fucking wish I could wear t-shirts when I, <laughs> that fit when I was 17. Jesus Christ. I wasn't 17. 2017. 20, 
to 17 years ago. So 2017. I didn't buy it when I was 17. Good yeah. Christ, if I still had a T-shirt that I bought when I was 17. Definitely do still have a couple of T-shirts. Guys, I've <laughs> got them. I've got them. I well, can't Lucas's wear ones. them. No, I, I, that's so, actually... In fact, my old... My, this, not, this is boring. I have a T-shirt yeah, that my brother is. bought when he was 17. And wow. I... And hand me down, and I still wear it. And my brother's thirty-seven. Wow, that is, well, yeah, no, it's boring. It's a twenty-year-old uh, Transformers <laughs> t-shirt. I still wear a twenty-year-old Decepticon t-shirt. I've still got my Muse at Wembley Stadium t-shirt from 20, 2007. I mean, I've, I've got it. It's just it's, it's in a drawer. Like, yeah, it's in a vacuum-packed thing under my bed. Anyway, you've actually got uh, a vacuum-packed thing under your bed. That's interesting. I do. Yeah. Last. Is it question. full of merch? It's full of like t-shirts that I can't wear anymore because I'm too fat. Ah. <laughs> Last question of this season: Do you Ms. Lauren Hill? No. Uh, I think she did Ms. a little bit. Okay, that's good. Interesting. Interesting. Two, and two I don't Ms. her because I two, I yeah, don't Ms. her because I was never I never had her I never had a relationship with her to Ms. You know. Yeah, I do feel that we didn't get a true grasp on Lauren Hill. But I also don't think that that is a failing of our efforts, and I don't think it's a failing of the season. I think, realistically, nobody has a decent grasp on Lauren Hill apart from Lauren Hill herself, you know? She's an elusive figure. And, and of course, our Lord Jesus Christ, our men. And that brings us... Not just to the end of another episode, but to the end of another season. Thank you very much, everyone, for listening. It's been a quick one, which is especially weird coming off of such a long one in Radiohead. But uh, but what awaits next? A quick one or a long one? A career that is sadly cut short or a career that lasts for decades? Uh, either way, it'll be a season on an American band that helped to define the landscape of alternative rock music. It's either Nirvana or R.E.M. And you're going to find out in a couple of weeks, we have just a few things to tidy up first, some exciting things coming your way. We'd like to thank everyone who is listening right now. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, and a special thank you to our Patreon subscribers as well, who enable us to do more of this, and some of whom have been with us from the first episode of season one, and some of who have just jumped on now. And we love you all. Uh, Lucas, Steve, thank you. Uh, you just put like a, a weird amount of complete trust in me uh, for the subject of this season and you kind of just vowed to approach it with an open mind no matter what it was. Uh, it's been very fun kind of uh, diving into this with you, I think. And also thank you, Adam, uh, for, you know, as always, being the boss. And by the boss, I do mean, Dad. I do mean, I do mean Bruce Springsteen. Yep. Yeah. Um, yes. And thanks for being Bruce Springsteen. Adam. Thanks for doing all the work and doing all the work and also for doing all the work and we love you for it and thank you and uh, we will we'll trust you always with these seasons adam you are we'll trust you always we're your, oh, you're interesting. our fearless leader that's I'm a worried, though, you've given me. and also daddy <laughs> I, i'm worried how much trust we do put him in put in him yeah I, mean, it's, I, don't it's a you, I don't listen to the episodes before i don't listen to the episodes before he puts them out so he could make us say some shit and i yeah, that's that. true yeah <laughs> That's an interesting thing. Anyway, uh, if if Lauren Hill ever releases another album, we will we will be there to cover it. Um, the weirdest thing about this is we finished recording this final thoughts episode before you, the listeners, have even heard the introduction of this season. So we don't know what any of you think of Lauren Hill. So please let us know. 
Uh, I'll spend a good portion of next season reading out your thoughts on this season, I think. Find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at What Is Music Pod, TikTok at What Is Music, and if you'd like to send something a little bit longer, we'll read it out on the show. Email us, whatismusicpod at gmail.com. And if you liked what you heard here and thought I'd like to hear more of that, head on over to the Patreon page. Become a subscriber. There's all kinds of extra podcast shows. There's one where we revisit Monetary Preachers. There's one where we explore all kinds of different artists, genres, eras, and make themed playlists. There's bonus commentaries. There's music discussion episodes. There's ad-free episodes of this show. There's an amazing Discord community and a series of educated and misinformed guesses on what the next season will be. Head to patreon.com slash whatismusicpod or follow the link in the show notes for up to two podcast episodes every single week. There are also other ways you can support us if you'd like to. You could buy some of our merchandise over at whatismusicpod.redbubble.com or you can send us a little one-off donation over on coffee.com, which is ko-fi.com slash whatismusic. The best way to support us is just doing what you're doing, which is listening to us. The best way you can support us in the, uh, in the next few weeks is to come back and listen to season six. Uh, that about does it. Ready or not. Yeah.